welcome to It's In My Cue, the podcast where we talk about TV pilots. I'm Kara. And I'm Adina. And today, we're talking about the 2022 Emmy nominations. Hello, hello, and welcome back for part three of our discussion on the Emmy nominations. We uh, put out two previous episodes about the comedy categories and the drama categories. If you missed those, uh, they are in the feed. You can go listen to them. But now we're back with the final set of categories about the limited series. Um, So here we are, uh, me and Kara, and we also have our special guest, Mia Merrill. Uh, Mia, writer, journalist, critic, person of good opinions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And yeah, I'm going to honestly turn the reins over mostly to Kara and Mia for this part because I have not seen very many of these limited series. Uh, I've only seen a couple of them and they've seen more than I have, but there are quite a lot of series to watch this year. Here's my hot take on limited series. There's been a trend lately, a couple of trends that I think we should just stop where someone will say, oh, I want to make, it's because of people saying specifically, oh, this is just like a movie, but longer and more parts. Yeah, Yeah. We must Mm -hmm. stop this. Yeah, because that's like a movie for eight years. That empowers people to make episodes that are over an hour. And I simply don't think an episode of TV should be over an hour. It is no longer TV. It's a movie. Just go make a movie. Um, So it's not it's not so much that, oh, it's a really long movie, because if it were a well done, really long movie, then I wouldn't be complaining. It's that you get these things that don't that just aren't cohesive anymore. I don't know. A really good example of that to me is a series that was not nominated under the banner of Kevin, which was like Mm -hmm. trying to balance like true crime and family drama and history channel reenactments. Yes. And by the end, you were just like, what the fuck am I watching? Like it was just, it went on for- I agree. It's- Though I was expecting more acting nominations. I think, yeah, I I think a lot of limited series are made- with either one one or two motivations in mind one being oh what a cool book and or true story mm-hmm. let's make a limited series about it it's not enough for a real tv show but we want to do a little bit more than a movie so let's make a limited series or we have x a list actor who really wants to play either a real person or just a very very you know hyped role and we want to do it in more than a movie or it's movie actors that want an emmy um, really, yeah. but yeah. they don't want to mm-hmm. commit to, um, you know, a full TV show. And so that's why this year it was more obvious than ever. These series were just getting churned out one after another. And it's exhausting. I mean, I'm not a big limited series person in general, but I watched a few this year just to try and know what was going on. But yeah. And a lot of them, I felt like they were just trying to pad things to make it more episodes even one of the few I watched which I don't know I don't think it got many or any nominations was Angeline which I watched only because I was curious about Emmy Rossum I've never even heard of that (laughs) (laughs) I was curious about Emmy Rossum and playing this like Barbie character and it was five episodes which was better than it being eight but I I felt like you could have watched just the first and last episode and gotten the entire experience don't remember anything else that happened and I feel that way about a lot of these series my other thought is I am so tired of biopics. 
mm-hmm. and true crime. I'm going to put scams in the true yeah. crime. This is coming from someone who just wrote like a piece of scammer <laughs> media. But let's stop with the scammer media, maybe. Yeah, but the um, difference is that your scammer media is fiction. So it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's like, let's make some up. Like we can make up a scam. The idea just that something really happened, making it entertaining, that's not true for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing something just because it happened. TV is going through this thing that I was like, during the Trump administration, I feel like you saw a lot in contemporary theater where there's just this urge to process the now as it is happening rather Mm -hmm. than allowing time for you and the audience and the culture to reflect. And it's Mm -hmm. so... And, you know, I understand you have to pay your bills, but that's just not how art works. Like everything needs to breathe. You can't possibly process a moment as you're going through it. Mm -hmm. So maybe we need to wait and not make the court case into a TV show before the verdict is read. I mean, come on. And also, I mean, like, you know, this is well known, but true crime is not exactly something that leaves victims of crimes feeling great. And there was a true crime series that, um, what was um candy that was that a limited series I don't even I guess I think it was Mm -hmm. it was I mean it wasn't very good um (laughs) but the that was Melanie Linsky and Jessica Biel and the a relative of the the murdered woman was like yeah everyone's calling me for interviews and like this was I would like to move on with my life and I can't that's why I just and thinking back to last year last year's limited series nominees which were far more creative yeah they were mostly fictional right the underground railroad um i may destroy you even mayor of east town oh yeah uh, all of those so much i remember last year last year that was the most stacked category and looking Mm -hmm. back i'm like oh my god all of those are infinitely i wasn't even that much of a fan of mayor of east town i found it a little overrated but i'm like oh my god that was better than anything this year yeah so i'm like sitting here like what happened like this, this year is bland in comparison. Um, yeah, the only the only thing that's not about true people that's nominated is the White Lotus. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> and I think on Dope Thick they changed the names, but it is mm-hmm. still this about the Sackler family. Yeah. I believe they changed the names, right? I have no clue. I don't. I was yeah. gonna say I did not watch Dope Sick. I was like, oh, Michael Silberg, I love him. And then I was like, yeah. I don't really care enough about. I I've this. heard very but good yeah, things obviously. about it, but never wanted to sit down to watch it. But anyway, the the nominees for anything. outstanding, uh, outstanding limited or anthology series, we might as well just name the nominees now. They are Dope Sick, Inventing Anna, Pam and Tommy, The Dropout, and The White Lotus. I really don't like to call things bad. <laughs> Inventing Anna was bad. I couldn't even get through it. Usually I can get through something. Mm-hmm. I got like three or four episodes in and I was like, I have to give up on this. Like, this is terror. This is painful for me to watch. Yep. Um, I took issue with a couple of things. So unless you didn't know, Inventing Anna is about um, Anna Delvey or Anna, I can't remember her actual last name, Lord. but Sor- Sorokin or something. And she like scammed a bunch of, people it's a so it's a scammer Mm -hmm. show but i and it's like a little limited series uh the first one that shonda rhimes herself has written in a long time uh like has written on and was created by because like a lot of the stuff that's been coming out from shonda land lately has not been her this is like the first Mm -hmm. thing in a while i think since scandal um so and so people were like all excited about it one of her next netflix things since bridgerton uh, was her first one, first Netflix thing from Shondaland. 
Um, this just, it was very difficult for me to sit through, um, partially because rather than follow Anna doing her actual scanning, we follow the journalist as she's working on the story about the scam while Anna's in Rikers. Um, and I didn't care about the journalist. Wasn't it like and it the also, journalist was a consultant on the TV show and therefore got a much more flattering portrayal? I'm or something pretty like sure. That? That's how those things tend to happen is you yeah. get the actual story, like mm-hmm. the, the article, mm-hmm. that's what gets optioned for the yeah. show. Yeah. But my thing is, but my thing is, is I feel like that woman very specifically seemed like she was trying to figure out like, where's the good in this woman? But I was like, that's not what I want. I want her to see, I want to see her scamming people and still be like, she's awful. Like, I don't want to feel bad for the person scamming people, you know? Yeah. And And that's the thing that really got me about it. But that's, that's what was good about the dropout. (laughs) It's like, I didn't feel bad for her. Felt slightly bad for her when her boyfriend was like pushing her. Um, Also, journalism on inventing Anna is uh, just so inaccurate, just in case anyone out there thought it was accurate. Um, I would love to get my entire newsroom to help me on a story. That's a, I'm a freelancer, so I don't even have a newsroom, but uh, (laughs) yeah, that is not, that is not what journalism looks like. I don't know how that got on television. Yeah, um, I tried because I was like, oh, I'll see these like, you know, scandal people um, on a, on another thing. And I was like, oh, this isn't worth it for me to continue. I have and I to do stop. Love that actress. Julia Garner is in this yes. as well. This is unfortunately the only thing I've seen her in. Watch oh. The Assistant. It's a good movie. Oh, okay. I watched that a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Julia Garner is very talented. No, I'm sorry. What is the name of the woman from Veep? Anna Chomsky. Yeah, I was just like, oh, good. You have a job again. But (laughs) yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. It's it's kind of hilarious. It's sort of like Emily in Paris getting a nomination. Except that at least Emily in Paris got nominations. That was like the Golden Globes, right? I think just because there's so many fucking limited series, there's no chance that anyone, and I don't blame them, there's no chance that anyone voting could have seen all of them. And inventing Anna for better or for worse, it was, it was the first to that scammer show rush and it got a lot of press. And so I think just almost everybody watched that one and didn't watch all the others. So that's probably why it ended up with the most votes. I still haven't watched station 11. But oh I yeah, I heard need... good things about that. I, mean, I didn't yeah, watch I was it. Expecting but... that. I, I, people... I thought I honestly thought that was gonna show up or maybe mm-hmm. made. Um oh, yeah, I heard other... a lot of people talking about made too. Yeah. As it's the crazy. other did thing. You watch, did you both watch We Crashed? I didn't watch that I one. But... I watched two episodes, couldn't get through oh, that the one either. Only limited series I watched this year are The White Lotus, The Dropout, and Angeline, I think. I don't think I watched I any watched others. Most of the girl from Plainville, and then I hit a point where I was like, this is not. I don't really care. I hate that this is making me look back on the White Lotus more favorably because when that first came out last summer, Kara and I had some scathing opinions. Yeah, I mean, like, I enjoyed bits of it, but like, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not into it the way everyone else is. I was like, I don't get it, guys. Um, I'm extremely shocked to see the acting category be like nothing. I but think White it's. Lotus. Yeah. Well, should we? Also, well, I mean, can do I we have any strong opinions wrong. about? who should win i just want to clarify oh. that dope sick they do use the real names oh, of the okay. sackler family i don't okay. know why i thought these names okay. i was wrong i just want to yeah um do we have any strong opinions about what should win here 
I would like the dropout to win. Yeah. I, like, um, I mean, I haven't I would, seen all of them, but I'm that. like the dropout was pretty solid. It got me to watch all of it. And I'm not a big limited series person. So the dropout was my favorite of these. It was, it yeah. was that I've seen the most cohesive, I yeah. think. Yeah. Pam and Tommy, I, I didn't watch because I found it extremely uncomfortable the yeah. way it was without Pamela Anderson's input to make a show about your sex tape yeah. being stolen and your agency being stolen and then to have to not incorporate yeah her viewpoint I mean yeah. I just I don't have any desire to consume that yeah, yeah. but yeah I would give it to the dropout I think the first half of the dropout is a lot stronger than the second half but I, agree. I still I was I was barely watching the second half yeah by the end I, I mean I do think the last like 15 minutes are great when mm-hmm. she especially the way she changes her voice and tries to become yeah. like a new person mm-hmm. but yeah I would I mean I, yeah I'll get I mean I haven't still, seen Dope Sick. Obviously, I need. To. I think that Dope Sick will win. Yeah, I've heard great things about it from people right. that have watched it, but again, I don't think I'm ever going to watch. It. Is this just like an our parents' generation thing? And I don't. No, say that this is Alex. a. I've like seen a like TV critics thing, like people yeah, that are really into critics. this shit are watching that like, show. Maybe I was like in grad. I, I saw a lot. I feel of like stuff it hasn't been marketed well. It hasn't been marketed well for a general audience, but I think everyone I who has saw, watched it. No, well, no, it. actually, I do remember. I was like in Midtown, and there was this like interactive billboard, and it was these pills raining down, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And yeah, I haven't I seen like, any posters for Dope Sick in LA, which is crazy because I saw a shit ton about. Pam and Tommy. Honestly, out of these five shows, Pam and Tommy is the only one I recall seeing stuff about in LA. Yeah, so I've only that. seen I've only Marketing seen Pam and Tommy. Well. Yeah. I mean, I to think be fair, who we moved is... to LA after the White Lotus came out, so that doesn't mm-hmm. apply, but that feels like a hundred years ago, White Lotus. Yeah. That's yeah, it was like last June. Caught in that time loop of like not Hulu. in the traditional year schedule thing. I feel like I've been thinking about what Hulu promotes actually promotes and I've definitely seen more FYC stuff for Pam and Tommy than I have for Dope Sick um so I feel like they're pushing that more but I don't think it should which is interesting Um, because Dope Sick is like a pretty stacked cast but Mm -hmm. I that's why I still think it has a chance yeah um even though they didn't do much FYC for it from what I've seen should we uh should we go through some of these other categories let's go on to outstanding lead actor in a limited series uh limited or limited or anthology series or movie uh, the nominees are Colin Firth for The Staircase, Andrew Garfield for Under the Banner of Heaven, Oscar Isaac for Scenes of a Mar- from a Marriage, Michael Keaton for Dope Sick, Himesh Patel for Station Eleven, and Sebastian Stan for Pam and Tommy. And I feel this like this is, is where you see all of the other example. series. This is a perfect example of a bunch of movie stars that came for their Emmy yep. um, in this category. Yep. Yeah, Andrew Garfield could fully EGOT because he does a lot of theater this is a full but also just to say he is very very good and under the yeah. banner of heaven i mean yeah does, no i i would that's why i feel like that's going to be mormon yeah mm-hmm. he kept me interested i was like i yeah. had trouble with under the banner of heaven but i was like I i'll keep too. going i do think isabel sandoval's episode is the best one but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and i would have thought one of the many brothers would have gotten a nomination i was looking at like the People, I don't think they submitted Sam Worthington. That's weird. Which is, they submitted Wyatt Russell, but not Sam Worthington, which I remember being so confused about. I always wonder why they don't submit people. Cause like, is there, is there a penalty? It must, money? I don't know. Like that that doesn't make sense. Because I would have submitted Sam Worthington over Wyatt Russell. 
which oh my god i'm so sorry which brother is wyatt russell i can't do this there's so many like just for context wyatt russell huge fan. was uh was his name sam not ron okay. sam worthington was ron or Dan, Dan, okay. his name was Dan. Okay, so one of the guys who did the murder. I guess I, I yeah. or maybe the guy who played Alan, I would have. Yeah, literally. And I probably would have thrown in the women, but um, like at least, like maybe the woman who played Matilda, but yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on here. I heard mixed things about scenes from a marriage, but I heard Oscar Isaac was great. That's my thoughts on that. I actually had been planning to watch Station Eleven Oh, for a while because I read the book. I read the book right before the pandemic began, everyone. I got it for Christmas in 2019. My my dad said it's about a Shakespeare troupe in the apocalypse. Um, I opened it. Um, It was a pandemic. And then we started hearing (laughs) about things in Wuhan. And I was like, what the fuck? Right after I finished this book. (laughs) Um, And here we are today. I read Severance by Ling Ma in the fall of 2019, which is also about like a fungal pandemic like a pandemic that spreads from like fungal spores that originates in China um it's a great book but yeah I, I mean I don't think yeah. I can read it now That's but yeah funny. it was it was wild yeah That's and funny. then my dad was fun my dad was funny because like literally maybe like in March 2020 he said to me can I read station 11 and ask oh my god, to it? No. Oh god and I was like right now of all That's times not a good idea yeah I mean, like, Severance is I, one of my favorite books I've read in the past, like, five years, and I would say don't read it right now. But I am going to watch Station Eleven before September. It was what I was coming here to say. The staircase is, like, did that happen, or was that just a meme? That's another, I think that's I another think true crime thing that I was confused about. There's too many crimes for me to keep up with what each show, what crime exactly. is. There's too many, like, show. white I don't want, like, I want... I was about to say prison sentences, but I don't want prison sentences. I want like justice for the victims of white collar crimes, not TV series for the people who did the white collar crimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm glad that I still don't super understand what happened with WeWork slash I'd never heard of WeWork until I moved to LA, but I mean, I heard of it, but I never heard of the scam. It's like fine. But I, I just, that was another one where I was like worried that was going to get in, but like, I would have been okay if maybe Anne Hathaway got something because Anne Hathaway yeah. was the only reason I was trying to continue watching, but I couldn't do it even for her. I'm sorry, Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm yeah. Also sorry, Anne Hathaway. I, I would have le- watched an episode to like see, he, to hear Jared Leto's Israeli accent just because I, I assume that would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't tell you if it was good or not because I don't really know what an Israeli accent is supposed to sound like. It's, it's it sounds kind of like a French accent, actually. Uh, well, I don't know if that he was doing that. But um, anyway, on, on an outstanding lead actress in a limited or anthology series or movie, this one I feel like is a little more interesting. We have uh, Tony Collette for The Staircase, Julia Garner for Inventing Anna, Lily James for Pam and Tommy, Sarah Paulson for Impeachment, American Crime Story, Margaret Qualley for Made, and Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. And I feel like there's been enough press and consensus about this that we know it's probably going Amanda to Amanda is. Seyfried. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. She did fucking great well, in that she series. She did a great job. And she's a nice she person also, in real life. She also so. actually does look 19 in the beginning, yeah. which is mm-hmm. a combination was, of good- Makeup I was looking at it and I was like, I was like, 
oh, wait, I need to Google how old she is. Cause in my head, I know, I, was- no offense to her, but I thought she was in her forties. And then I Googled how old she is. And she's, I think she's like 36. Yeah, no, the only reason <laughs> she can I knew literally she was play any her... age from like 19 no, was, to 45. I was, like, was very impressed. Yeah. The only like, reason shit. I was like, oh, she's younger than I think she is, is because she was the only one when filming Mean Girls who was actually a teenager. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's funny. He was like, I think she was maybe 18 or 19 when they yeah, filmed that's that. That's so funny. Yeah. But no, she does. I mean, not that that's why she should be Emmy, but she does realistically look like a college yeah. student in the um, she was just really compelling nominated. to watch yeah yeah I mean she makes you Elizabeth Holmes is so frightening like, I, I was scared of her yeah because of the whole voice thing like I feel yeah. like in documentaries about her it is kind of hard to yeah and I feel like Amanda Seyfried made her a little more approachable and, and not in like the oh now I understand why she did this thing it's okay I don't mean it like that I just mean yeah into the characters and you know, it's funny because mm-hmm. it's funny because I texted Mia while I was we were kind of watching the dropout at the same time and yeah. I texted Mia and I was like um there was this one scene in particular where um she was talking to uh this one character played by Dylan Minnette and it was she was so threatening that I was like why do I feel like she's about to slit his throat like I was like oh when she's afraid said at, like the Christmas party or something mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. for a birthday party that you yeah seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very. I was like, this is a horror movie. He, he is really about to die. Yeah. That's a I good mean, job. Like I said, I do feel like the last few episodes of it kind of do drag a little. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But at that same time, like, she was always really compelling to watch. Yes. Yeah. And the dropout, they do, I think, explain the crime better than other true mm-hmm. crime series about like fraud and I mean some white collar crimes like trying to make it like reader friendly is you just end up sounding really patronizing I feel like Mm -hmm. the dropout did a decent job of explaining it in a user-friendly way without um I would have going off of Amanda Seyfried I I would have like given it to Naveen Andrews as well yeah well we'll we'll get there in a second yeah yeah, well, no, um, but I'm saying I, I feel like he's, a, to me, he was more of a lead. Yeah, um, no, I thought I think they, they submitted him, him in supporting, supporting strategically because they knew yeah. there was a lot of big names in the lead, is my guess. Um, yeah, that's yeah. what I assumed when I saw where they put him for But that's submissions. a good segue. That's a good but segue. Also, oh, sorry, well, go ahead. Sorry, I just, I have, like, I'm a little bit, like, surprised that Sarah Paulson got the impeachment nomination over Beanie Feldstein. It's just sort of a weird, like, and I would have thought Sarah Paulson would have been supporting and, like, I don't know what the I didn't watch it, so I can't comment. Yeah. But this is not a great year for it. Beanie Feldstein. No, it is not a great week for Beanie Feldstein. Um, um, oh yeah, this is a bad week for Beanie. Um, sorry, I Beanie. didn't finish that series, but I mean, spoiler alert: they impeach him. What? Who knew? So uh, the nominees for outstanding supporting actor in a limited or anthology series or movie are Murray Bartlett for The White Lotus. Jake Lacey for the White Lotus. I'm squinting because I'm like, who is this man? He was the annoying one. Oh god, the annoying rich guy. Yeah, I just didn't recognize him at first. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Poulter for Dope Sick, Seth Rogen for Pam and Tommy, Peter Sarsgaard for Dope Sick, Michael Stuhlbarg for Dope Sick, and Steve Zahn for the White Lotus. Who I also don't. What's know. going on here? Who's this man? I don't. Who is he? Steve Zahn. <laughs> Yeah. He played Connie Britton's husband. The one the, who the thought dad he had of, like, cancer. The teenage girls. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. The one who thought he had cancer. I had no memory of this man. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say, I haven't seen, I haven't seen dope sick, so I can't comment on that. But I mean, Murray Bartlett was clearly better than those other two men from the white Lotus. Yeah. And he's the only one I would have accepted in the acting category for this. I didn't need to see a shot of poop coming out of his ass, but he was a good actor. (laughs) Yeah. That was too much. Where is Naveen Andrews? Oh yeah. yeah. That really surprises me. I'm like, what? I have a hard time. Well, I know these other two men from the white Lotus weren't better than him. And I have a hard time believing all those other men were also better than him. I, the white Lotus, like who did they pay off? No, like I'm actually so confused. Um, Overwhelming. This is, this, I'm having a lot of confusion right now that I can't even like think good thoughts. I think Naveen Andrews' work is in the dropout is, is so multifaceted and I'm very. Yeah, because he was playing like a very terrible guy, but made you, made him yeah. really likable for a lot of the series so much that I had to remind myself, this man's doing terrible things. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I was like, it's also because I was like sitting there, I was like, wow, I'm afraid of him. And like the last thing I'd seen mm-hmm. him in was Lost. And I was like, oh, but it's like completely different, completely yeah. different. Yeah. And I was like, that's was like, an actor. I was afraid of him and I felt bad for him at the same time. Which is yeah. difficult. I'm I'm pretty disappointed in Yeah, this. that's pretty that's a pretty bad snub, I think. I don't I haven't seen Dope Sick. That this man Sorry, looks like Joaquin sick. Phoenix. Yeah, a little. Who looks like um, Joaquin Phoenix? Michael Stuhlbarg. No, he doesn't. A little bit. I see what you're saying with the nose, Kara. And the hairline. Was he the one? Was he is he the dad and call me by your name? Yes, he he is. But they 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 don't that they don't actually look alike, but I see what you're saying. No, because when I I let me talk. (laughs) Oh sorry. Um, (laughs) when I've never seen Call Me by Your Name, but I've seen a couple of like stills from it. And the one particular scene where the dad has that monologue and I wasn't looking closely and I had to do a double take because I thought it was Joaquin Phoenix. Um, First of all, the idea of Joaquin Phoenix and Call Me by Your Name is really funny. Um, And I would really like to see a version of that monologue scene where it's Joaquin Phoenix, but instead he's doing it as Johnny Cash from Walk the Lion. (laughs) That's what I want. But also you should watch The Serious Man instead for Michael Stuhlbarg. I, again, haven't seen Dope Sick, but would be okay with Michael Stuhlbarg getting this award just because he's an amazing actor. I don't think they look anything alike, but okay. (laughs) Um, the only thing I've seen Will Poulter in is Where the Millers, yeah. which is Midsommar. He was in Midsommar. Oh, Midsommar. I forgot I watched I that because it terrified me. Oh, um, yeah. Me looking at this very serious headshot he has on the Emmys website and I'm like, oh, you're the little boy from Where the Millers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fun movie. I know um, he's probably, you know, a very good actor and all. I mean, he was great in Where the Millers, but I know he probably can do other things too. He was good um, in Midsommar as well. They made him look like an asshole so much in that movie that it's hard for me to look at him and not be like, you're an asshole. Yeah. Also, this picture where he's pouting, it's like... He's trying to be a bad boy. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, outstanding supporting actress in a limited or anthology series or movie. The nominees are Connie Britton uh, for The White Lotus. Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus, Alexandra Daddario for The White Lotus, <laughs> Caitlin Deaver for Dope Sick, Natasha Rothwell for The White Lotus, Sydney Sweeney for The White Lotus, and Mare Winningham for Dope Sick. I literally don't. I'm so confused. Uh, yeah. Well, congrats a- to Sydney Sweeney for her double nomination. Yeah, yeah really. That's um, nuts. 
uh, Connie Britton and Alexander Daddario did not do anything memorable enough. But I mean, Jennifer Coolidge and Natasha Rothwell were by far the best part of the White Lotus. Yeah, uh, so and I'll Matthew give it to Sydney them. Sweeney for playing that scary teen. Yeah, she was uh, good too. She was good too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I would be very happy to see Natasha Rothwell win. Realistically, I think Jennifer Coolidge is going to win. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she was also she was great. So here's a question I have for general discussion, which is: Do we think that since White Lotus is now announced as having a season two do we think it's going to stay in this as anthology I think it will because I think they're going to get away with Jennifer Coolidge being the only returning actor and classifying it as anthology um okay I I think I think they probably are going to do that on purpose I don't know how I feel about it but I think that's what's going to happen I mean like I don't necessarily want it moving to drama or comedy anyway I mean, I don't think it would get nearly as much attention. It wouldn't. Stories. So I'm, I'm just going to do everything they can. I just to... really hate when something pitches a limited series. It's like, oh, we're going to do a season two. I just hate that. Yeah, I feel lies. like there was. God. Yeah, that is that is a perfect example of why'd you do that? Um, but I feel I just feel like I can't imagine doing more of the White Lotus. Like I say that, and then I'm going to sit and watch season two. But I'm yeah, definitely annoyed about it. Because I, I don't think it, it needed more. Using it with, with the the, str- the the strangers, the perfect strangers. I I'm perfect strangers. I can't, I can't imagine what else they're like going to do with White Lotus that's going to be better, personally. Yeah, it's um, just like a different resort and new people. And Jennifer Coolidge will be back at a different yeah. resort going through some other problems. Yeah, and even Jennifer Coolidge, who I loved in that series, she was the hot, she was one of the highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I don't know that I need another season of her being like that, of her being that character. I think it's going to get old. No, I think it's going to bother me <laughs> in a second season. Part of it, the reason that she was so enjoyable in this, when I thought it was just going to be a limited series one and done was that it was, I knew it was going to be over soon. Yeah. It was, it was like the perfect dose of that character where Cause this could very easily just turn into a really dumb caricature. It was just the perfect amount of her where you were like, this woman's going to be terrible. And I know she's going to be terrible, but she's a little entertaining. And then you see her be terrible and you're like, well, that's the end of that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, I don't need to see it again. I don't need to see her glom onto another staff member and promise them things and then break the promises. Like that was not really cute to watch, frankly. I, I, I agree. I also, I just want to shout out Caitlin Deaver because I've heard really, Mm -hmm. again, haven't watched Dope Sick. Heard really good things about her though, and she's having a much better week than Beanie Feldstein. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Both Beanie of you were Feldstein. wonderful and book smart, but one of you's having <laughs> a much better week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's money, and she's from a Hollywood family, and I don't think anyone should lose sleep over that. No, I don't see the thing as I don't feel bad for her because nepotism, baby. But she I seems don't like kind of a nice person. A- I don't mean that she's not talented when I say that she comes from a Hollywood family. I just don't, well, whatever. I mean, I, no one actually knows what's going on. We'll know eventually. But. Anyway, to, I didn't, I don't think that the issue here is that I feel like even though I did watch a lot of limited series, you know who I maybe would have put Laurie Metcalf in here rather than one of these White Lotus what ladies. Show? She was in the dropout. Actually, oh, yeah. Yeah. I told um, I, I would have switched her out for one of, one of these people. Yeah, get rid of She's Alexandra like, Daddario. What is she yeah. doing here? <laughs> um, um, yeah, I so that. 
Yeah, I'm glad that some of the bad limited series that I watched half of didn't get nominated. Yeah, but like I'm still sitting here thinking to myself, what else could have been in this category that Anne isn't Hathaway? the White Lotus? Yeah, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I wondered if they were going to submit her for lead or supporting. They probably would have done supporting yeah. at this point. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking I mean, about it, but I would have put- name that I feel like she could have- they could have had that in the bag so it's interesting she yeah. was the she was literally the only reason I really tried to watch Recrash, and I couldn't even do it for her and I'm sorry yeah so the uh the directing uh nominations are let's see Dope Sick The People versus Purdue Pharma directed by Danny Strong Made Sky Blue directed by John Wells Station Eleven Wheel of Fire directed by Hiro Mirai oh we know him uh The Dropout Green Juice directed by Michael Showalter the Dropout, Iron Sisters, directed by Francesca Gregorini, and The White Lotus, the entirety of it, I guess, directed by Mike White. Yeah, because he, he did the whole thing. thing. I remember those episodes of The Dropout being good. I can't really comment on any of the others. I, the Wikipedia page for The Dropout doesn't have the descriptions of each. The episode. only one that I remember the names of are I'm in a Hurry, which was the pilot, and yeah. Old White Men. Green Juice was the only one I remembered. It was one, I want to say it was like episode three. I think it was the one yeah. where they were trying to get Walgreens or whatever the first store was. That's old white men. Oh, I guess it's where they mold her image with the. Yeah, that is what Green Juice is. Green Juice yeah. is before, right before old white men. I oh, think. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I remember old white men because I remember. Um, it's when they're getting the first investor. Yes. I remember Alan Ruck. Yes. Yeah. Singing, singing firework in the car. So delightful. A highlight of my life <laughs> honestly that was on maybe a more delightful thing that I saw with Alan Ruck this year than him on succession honestly well it just it felt it felt like he if you told me that he was playing Connor and that's yeah I would have believed yeah. it I would have believed it Iron Sisters I don't remember that which episode that it, I, feel that, like I, watched. I feel like that's one of the one where she was trying to be like look what I'm doing for women and then I think Laurie Metcalf was like you aren't doing shit no, for women I think Metcalf that's what that one is her at a yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's that one yeah um, I I don't have strong feelings about this obviously the, the White Lotus I don't remember the directing being particularly good or bad but I don't yeah. remember it being particularly good <laughs> it was like it was fine was I started fine. I was starting to get angry at it by the end but that was, I was to just do wanting the show to be over. all of it and not the directing yeah. you know but so. you know I have to take points off for the shot of of poop coming out of a man's ass it wasn't necessary I mean I would be interested in learning how they made the what, what the props <laughs> my <laughs> thing is my main time. thing is that I feel like in everything that I've read about Mike White talking about the White Lotus, it seems as though he was trying to do something with it that he didn't actually achieve. And then he like patted himself on the back for it. And I'm like, but I don't think yeah. that you did what you thought you set out to do. I think there's a billion other TV shows that are not limited series that have done everything White Lotus did better than White Lotus yeah. did it. And it's only getting this much attention because it happened to come out at a right time when it was able to get attention. Yeah, there was like nothing else on. There was nothing else on last summer well, and it yeah, happened summer. to, you know, there was a lot of other mediocre limited series this year, so. Well, I'm going to watch Made, so I'll see how we feel about Made when I I'm done with it. I haven't heard that it's great. I heard good I've things heard about some, Margaret Qualley. Yeah, about her specifically. Yeah. And I'm going to watch Station Eleven too. Well, then the outstanding writing category, uh, we have Dope Sick, The People versus Purdue Pharma, 
We have Impeachment American Crime Story for Manhandled, written by Sarah Burgess. Um, we have Made Snaps, written by Molly Smith Metzler. We have Station Eleven Unbroken Circle, written by Patrick Somerville. We have The Dropout, I'm in a Hurry, written by Elizabeth Merriweather. And The White Lotus, the entirety, written by Mike White. I, I again, haven't seen most of these, but I think the dropout pilot was better written than. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I would. I would pick that of what I've seen. It's Mm. a very strong episode, I think, with just getting you oriented into like how this person was created. I don't remember which episode of impeachment that is. And I just have to say, I'm surprised when I found out that it was Elizabeth Merriweather who uh, created the dropout for TV. I was surprised because that is not the kind of thing she's known for. And I just have to say good for her on having the range as a writer. Yes. Uh, We love range. If you are interested in Elizabeth Merriweather, we actually have done the pilot of two other shows that she created on this podcast, um, New Girl and Single Parents. So you can go back and uh, watch those episodes if you want more info about her. Uh, Justice for single parents. I'm still sad. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the last category. Uh, for the the limited anthology series this year. So I guess, and I I honestly feel like the whole world is feeling the fatigue over limited series right now. Yeah. So I predict we're going to see not an immediate cutback, but I think we're going to see a little bit of a cutback next year as all of these networks that were just greenlighting things to fill their streaming platforms realize that it was not paying off the way they hoped. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see a decrease in the amount of stuff, but we're obviously seeing a decrease in quality that yeah, I believe that's will true. continue. Yeah, that's and true. people talking about them as well. So yeah, that's yeah. It's like every time I see someone talk about a new limited series, I'm like, Ugh, I'll get to it when I get to it. I'd rather yeah. watch something but else. Also, I'm like, by the time I get to it, no one else will be talking about it. And I don't right, care that right. much. So like, what's the point? And I could spend time watching an ongoing series that even if I'm late to the current season, there might be another season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I almost, I look back at the limited series that I've watched like this year and last year, and it feels very random, but that's mostly because like, there's just so many. Yeah. I feel like the thing with limited series is, you know, if you come across one that looks appealing to you, that has an actor you're interested in, it could be worth a watch, but a lot of them just aren't good enough on their own merit. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the truth. Kind of, kind of weird. So, so that's that's the conclusion of our discussion of the Emmy nominations. Uh, you can go back and catch our other two episodes about the comedy categories and the drama categories if you didn't already. And uh, if you if you have some thoughts that you want to share with us, if you feel like we were, you know, speaking on these series wrong, if I mean, don't come to us if you want to defend the White Lotus, but if you want to tell us how good Dope Sig actually is and how we should watch it, uh, you can um, tag us on social media. Uh, our podcast is at InMyQPod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Adina Terrific. I'm at Kara underscore Powell. My Twitter is at Amelia Mare underscore, and my writing is available at AmeliaMarrow.contently.com. Yeah, and we'll be linking all that stuff in the description as well. Please check out our other episodes of the podcast if you haven't already. We've got dozens and dozens of episodes uh, going into particular pilots of TV shows, including a bunch of the ones that were nominated for Emmys this year. So uh, if you're looking to get into a show that's been Emmy nominated, you could start with one of our uh, little introductions to the pilot. 
and yeah, yeah please please uh, rate, review, subscribe follow us on social media uh, if you can, if you've been listening this long we really appreciate it and like we'll see you in September uh, to talk about you know, what wins <laughs> and how this all works out <laughs> thanks for listening and we hope we've helped you clear out your queue